Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. This podcast is devoted to exploring the science of rejuvenation, uncovering the most trusted experts, the must-have products, innovations, and technology in the field of vitality, aesthetics, new beauty, and cosmetic enhancement. Dr. Agnes Wachalowski has an expansive career spanning nearly two decades and stands at the forefront of cosmetic medicine and nutritional science. As a cosmetic physician, Dr. Agnes not only has mastered the art of aesthetic improvement, but also mentors and trains fellow professionals, ensuring that the highest standards are maintained across the industry. Her academic rigor, evidenced by her dual qualifications in medical and health science, complements her role as a natural medicine practitioner. Here, she addresses the inflammation and metabolic imbalances that manifest as both internal and external health and beauty challenges. Dr. Agnes pioneers the integration of tailor-made nutritional strategies with cosmetic practice, paving the way for a holistic approach to beauty and well-being. She shares her evidence-based insights on alternatives to drugs such as Ozempic, a lifelong approach to gut health, and the interplay of nutrition, gut microbiome, and aging well. Today, we'll tap into Dr. Agnes's rich knowledge, uncovering how the food we eat, effective use of supplements, and integrative treatments impact the quest for vitality and visual youthfulness. From the role of biotics to the future of longevity medicine, this is a journey through the latest in anti-aging research and innovation. Dr. Agnes, how good is it that you are in Sydney and I get to have you on my show Uh, Our little love affair started at the NSS conference where you were part of the uh, scientific advisory committee of the non-surgical symposium. I heard you speak and it was as if a light bulb had gone off in my head. I was so happy as a woman to hear the profound uh, integrative uh, knowledge that you had about wellness and beauty. And so I guess the first place I, I would like to start is, you know, as a as a cosmetic doctor and also as a nutritional doctor, where do you see these two worlds converging when it comes to health and beauty? Yeah. First off, I just want to say thank you so much, Baha, for inviting me to your podcast. It really is an honor to be here. So thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Uh, so the convergence of aesthetic medicine and nutritional medicine it's it's becoming very clear and I think it has for some time that our internal health is reflected in the quality of our hair and our skin our nails and the size of our body the shape of our body so they go hand in hand in in nutritional medicine is about addressing the internal factors that are driving the aesthetic presentations that we see so we have a whole range of amazing cosmetic treatments. I mean, I think they're so effective and they they produce immediate effects really, whereas nutritional medicine is dealing with the underlying drivers of the presentation. So the drivers of skin conditions like rosacea or psoriasis or skin aging, the drivers of hair loss, which is very multifactorial that encompasses hormones as well. And whereas our cosmetic treatments will deal with the external signs and symptoms very effectively, um, so it gives rapid relief, 
but if you're not dealing with the internal drivers, then the underlying foundational issues are still there. So for me, when I started practicing, I needed, I wanted to introduce both side by side. I'd had an interest in nutritional medicine for many years, but so it just was a natural progression that when I went into cosmetic practice, I, I introduced nutritional therapies immediately because I, I, I feel we need both. And it's great because the industry is changing. It's recognizing that internal health is very much part of our appearance as well, reflects our appearance or influences our appearance. So I think it's it's becoming essential in any setting to look at, at that side of things. One of the things that really captivated me about your expertise and, and the area that you are really passionate about and very, very articulate about is... Um, inflammation and the effects on aging, uh, the interplay between hormones and aging. And uh, I'm wondering if we could unpack inflammation as it relates to aging of the skin. I'm very happy you asked that question. I love inflammation. I mean, I don't love inflammation. I'm fascinated by the whole process. It's so much more complex than, than what was than we initially thought. Um, and it's all related to the gut microbiome. It really all starts there. The gut microbiome, which are the bacteria that live in our gastrointestinal tract, regulate our immune function. They produce metabolites that communicate directly with the immune cells that are located along the length of the gastrointestinal tract. So these metabolites have direct communication and 80% of our immune cells are located there. So the, a large part of our immune function is dictated by the gut microbiome. And the, I mean, what I find really fascinating is that there are different inflammatory processes that can result from these interactions and it, it's part of it is dependent on genetic predisposition but a large part is really just basic inflammation this chronic low-level inflammation that's produced from a dysbiotic gut back, uh, gut profile which is when there are more pathogenic species than healthy ones and when there is a loss of diversity in the gut microbiome so diversity is really important for health because the more species we have the more beneficial metabolites are being produced and these metabolites go on to have effects right throughout the body so the way that it works is that food and nutrients will interact with the microbiome the microbiome will digest certain food compounds produce certain metabolites that interact with the immune cells located at the gut level of the gut to produce either just a basic inflammatory response it's a chronic low level response you don't you don't necessarily know it's happening that's what i was going to say mm. like we don't know and and yet this is like something that's literally eating away at us mm -hmm. and then one day you look in the mirror or you go to pick up something or you're running after your child and you think I just am not the same I'm not running at the same kind of optimal mm -hmm. levels that I know I'm capable of and you know the funny thing is and I'll, I'll, I'll say this I you know I, I'm not overweight and so I had always thought that the gut health conversation somehow related to weight and uh, fat composition. And so I didn't pay that much attention to it. Mm -hmm. I didn't pay attention to it from a health and from an engine uh, kind of perspective. But when I started learning about this from you, 
I completely tuned in to what was happening to my body. And, you know, in previous episodes, I've talked about knowing your dashboard, knowing your dashboard. We you have to know what's happening internally. We, we, we know so much about external factors, but never internally. So you made a very bold and wonderful uh, challenge to me. And you said, you know, get to know your gut dashboard, mm-hmm. understand how food affects you. And so I never had done anything like not eat wheat, not eat dairy, not mm-hmm. eat gluten, but I tried it. And I tried it not just for me, but also for Lily because it was easy to do it for both of us. And we were following your protocol just to learn about our bodies, not to do anything else other than to get a handle of how my body operates, how her body operates. And it was seismic. Mm. It was Mm -hmm. seismic. And I had never ever considered it because I'd never done it for weight loss before. And, but I did it from a health perspective and I learned so much about how my body reacts to wheat from a cognitive perspective, how it affects my skin, how it affects the whites of my eyes, Mm -hmm. how it affects bloating in my belly, how it affects what I feel like when I wake up. I have learned so much about my body in the past three months where I've been following your protocol more than I have ever known about my body ever. So thank you. I'm so happy to hear that. It is, it's such a, it's a, a process of dis- self-discovery almost, isn't it? And it's an, it's ongoing because your body's constantly changing. I think what you pointed out was that you never really needed to worry about it. You never really thought about it because you were healthy, you were in a healthy weight range. And that's, that is something that it happens across the board. People who are generally healthy, who don't have a genetic. But that was my weight range was healthy, but my stress range wasn't healthy. Yes. My, uh, hormonal balance wasn't healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, I've talked about this before. I had my menopause and it had gone past for two years. I didn't know I was in menopause. I mean, oh, wow. I know that sounds wild, but I just mm-hmm. thought I was in a really stressful period of my life. Mm-hmm. My period has stopped because I'd lost a lot of weight didn't occur to me that I was in menopause but you know everything in my body had changed and because I was you know fitting into clothes Mm -hmm. I I didn't go investigate the matter further so it's not just about whether you're in a healthy or unhealthy weight range it's about all the other things that are markers of health right that's right that's right and that's it and everyone everyone's so individual too the, the way that you respond to food and the inflammatory process that develops is very different for everyone. So you may have been fine for many years eating gluten and gluten is very oh. much known. Yeah. Gluten is known to cause leaky gut and leaky brain, but there's a point in your life. If you don't have any genetic predisposition for allergies or autoimmune conditions, there still becomes a point in your life where you're not, your repair mechanisms aren't as effective and menopause is one of those times where they greatly, hugely decline simply because it's a time of, it's a very pro-inflammatory state because estrogen is an anti-inflammatory molecule. So it protects you from inflammation. And when it drops, it there's a it, it activates what's called the inflammasome within cells where estrogen played a protective role. And that's actually in neurons. And that kind of sets the stage for neurodegenerative diseases, which is much more common in women than men. 
uh, in fat cells where it sets the stage for resistant fat. It's one of the reasons why women find it very hard to lose weight around menopause, but also within the gut, it changes the gut microbiome. And so that has immune effects as well and inflammatory effects within the skin. So estrogen is protective within the skin. And so I mean, I noticed all just, of this, mm -hmm. but I didn't know it was from my gut. And I, and imagine if I'd known, you know, during those periods that as, as simple as changing what nutrition I was getting, as simple as changing what um, supplements I was taking, I could have had a marked impact on my stress uh, ability to handle stress, my sleep, my energy levels. You know, it, it would have been wonderful. And that's why when I met you, when I heard you speak at NSS, it, and actually, I was introduced to your work by someone that you work with um, mm. a, a year before that. And mm. I had read about BioAlly and the work that you do with the gut health. And I thought, this just makes sense. This is something I want to know more about. And then mm -hmm. when I met you, I thought, not only do I want to know more about it, I want to tell more people about mm. Yeah, I think there's there's so there's a lot of misinformation too. I think, and so people are very confused by the time people women. I I tend to see women who are peri or postmenopausal, so they're middle age. I say between the ages of you know, thirty five to sixty five, and and there's there's so much information out there. Much of it is just misinformation, unfortunately, um, because. It, the, the headlines people tend to read the headlines but they don't read the fine print of research so they I mean can... I I read headlines too and I have to like slap myself across the head and say you know but what does that mean and exactly. I've trained myself to but and the other thing that I I hope to do with the ageless podcast is I know everyone is time poor so I'm hoping mm -hmm. that if you're listening to this episode on your way to work or at the gym that this is just a moment, you know, 45 minutes that you can join us and I can bring the wisdom of Dr. Agnes to you and you can learn something that you can apply to your day. Can can you um, share with us from the inflammation side, mm -hmm. um, as a cosmetic doctor, mm -hmm. what do you see? How does that present when you see a patient who's come in for injectables or aesthetic work? but all you can see is the havoc that their gut health access is playing on their skin. Yeah, absolutely. So anyone who presents to me, the majority of people who present uh, come with it's skin aging or skin conditions like they, they could, because I do injectables mainly from the cosmetic side of things. The majority of my practice is nutritional medicine. So I, when I see someone, this is what this is the the typical pattern that I see, and it's you know seventy percent of people are overweight or obese. Obesity is linked to many skin presentations. It's you have thinner skin, less collagen, more fat. The fat in the in your skin, even the skin on your face is sending inflammatory signals to the rest of the cells. It's breaking down collagen even more. So that's what I'm looking at. I'm thinking about the internal processes that are happening when someone presents. And women, perimenopausal women, they tend to present with skin, a lot of skin reactivity. Their skin becomes much more reactive. It's the time of life when you you develop food intolerances that you may never have had okay. because your repair mechanisms aren't working. The inflammatory process is, is well and truly underway. And hair loss is another is another factor. So when I see someone who comes in to have 
their wrinkles or their volume loss treated. I always talk about what's happening internally and how it can be managed because I think that time of life, it is so important to manage inflammation simply because we are, men don't get the same signs for another 20 years. We are 20, yeah, our aging starts about 20 years early and it's just unfair. (laughs) So yeah, on top of the inflammation and it all starts with food and it's different for everyone because like I said before, there are different inflammatory responses. So someone who's genetically predisposed towards allergies or autoimmune diseases will have different needs and respond differently to certain foods than someone who doesn't have that. Is this why you see some women, uh, we'll talk about women for now, mm-hmm. uh, suddenly develop onset acne, adult acne, yeah. uh, and they've always had beautiful skin and then suddenly yep. they have acne or late onset rosacea or eczema or psoriasis even? Yeah, well, that's one of the reasons that that's one of the reasons is these different uh, differentiated inflammatory responses, but also inflammation changes your metabolism. It changes uh, how your cells respond to sugar so it causes a state of insulin resistance is that why and... I can't drink wine like I used to... <laughs> wine makes That's... me feel sick like I it really has bothered me the, uh, the past six months I've even talked about it before I just feel ruined when I drink anything with that much sugar in it that's partly insulin resistant, but also um, histamine. Wine is unbelievably high in histamine. And there's a lot more skin reactivity now compared to, <laughs> say, 20 years ago. And histamine is the mediator of you know, facial flushing and redness. It, it's released from mast cells. And when you're adding it in the body, you develop and it's a, it's a cumulative thing. So you're eating chocolate, you're having coffee, you're having wine. These are fermented foods, collagen powders, protein powders, very high in histamine histamine Um, yeah yeah and yeah so and so it all adds up and eventually you become intolerant to it and so then a little bit more just produces reactions and it can be anything from facial flushing to something like tinnitus so you know in it the everyone's different in how they respond to it but there's definitely histamine is now found to be alongside some of the immune cells a mediator of all chronic diseases and all aesthetic or skin diseases as well. So it's something in the in the uh, aesthetic or cosmetic clinic you have to be very well aware of because some of these foods are considered to be healthy and, and they generally would be when the gut's healthy and when there isn't a histamine issue. So I'm going to ask the silly mm-hmm. question, which is maybe what everyone is thinking if they're tuning mm-hmm. in today, is should a, <clears throat> is a probiotic or a, postbiotic or a midbiotic whatever (laughs) there's lots of different um Mm -hmm. biotics now we'll talk about that in a second but is that enough is that going to be enough or is that why you developed a whole kind of protocol and and brand supplement around Mm -hmm. resetting the gut health yeah so one supplement is never enough one compound, one supplement. I mean, there are lots of pharmaceutical companies and big scientists looking for that compound that's going to fix it all. The reality is it's that health and 
optimizing health is such it's a multifactorial process the diet is the the most important part of the process getting your diet right getting your diet right for you because what you need is very different to what somebody else needs this is why you know two people following the same diet diet can get very different results because they have a different microbiome they have a different epigenome the epigenome guides which genes are switched on and switched off and all and nutrients interact with both so it needs to be very much personalized according to your inflammatory profile your metabolic and your hormonal profile but when it comes to compounds like or supplements like <clears throat> the biotics there's three of them I, I can talk a little bit more yes, about them please i'm like. dying okay. to hear about the biotics so, but but just wanted to say that a, a gut healing program is when someone presents with symptoms i don't well it's while it's essential to address the gut the typical gut healing program just isn't enough because there are so many cellular processes that which are the hallmarks of aging that are declining and they all need to be supported and you need a lot of nutrients to support these processes one or two just won't do it but if we're looking at just the 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 compounds that are targeted specifically for the gut there are three it's uh, prebiotics probiotics and postbiotics right. so prebiotics yeah prebiotics are dietary oh, the mid -priotics. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the mid, i know you did but that's that's that we we i understood um so prebiotics are dietary fibers and they are food for gut bacteria so our gut bacteria our healthy gut bacteria thrive on dietary fiber and that fiber can be found in fruit vegetables herbs so it can be found in grains and and starchy vegetables i tend to say uh, non-starchy vegetables should make up a, a good part of your diet because that's where you're going to get the all of these dietary fibers without the high carb that some people uh, don't have that tolerance to especially around perimenopause or in that transition so that's where you get dietary fiber from our, our gut bacteria loves that our healthy bacteria they produce metabolites that then go on to reduce inflammation in the body that help to reduce inflammation and that means inflammation reduce inflammation in the skin in the brain in fat cells improve your metabolism so the the benefits are widespread of prebiotics and you can get them in supplement form so and you're um, okay with that you think that that's a, yeah. a good way of getting it I, d I do, but everyone differs in how much they need because yes. you it relies on you having healthy bacteria in your gut. If you overload yourself with prebiotics to begin with and you start eating a lot of vegetables, you can actually have digestive issues. So you need to start that very slowly until you develop your gut has the enzymes to deal with it. So just to give you an idea, uh, humans have seven genes that are responsible for digesting dietary fiber whereas the gut microbiome has a hundred thousand genes for that purpose so that is like their main role it's really it's, it's important dietary fiber is really important so that's one part but again it needs to interrupt you with the prebiotic mm -hmm. stage is that um is that also something we do at the top of the the day uh, i know that in your protocol you definitely encourage like setting up the gut for a mm -hmm. successful day oh yeah yeah so that's right and I I rec always recommend a smoothie in the morning because if you've had a rest overnight your gut has had, exactly it's just nicely easily digested um it's it's easy on the gut so I recommend a smoothie if you can get vegetables into your smoothie and if you're taking any supplements omega-3 fatty acids are, are, are great as well because having those um fats in the smoothie will help with the absorption of fat soluble vitamins so I think a smoothie is a fantastic way to start the day and you pack it with lots of healthy foods, vegetables, a bit of fruit, 
avocado or MCT oil. Flaxseeds are really good too. And so that would be the way to start. Then you're getting dietary fiber, you're getting healthy fats. Uh, and you're getting protein. prebiotics. You're getting prebiotics, right? You're getting prebiotics. And then you space it out during the day. So I don't recommend more than three meals a day. I, I think snacking can, well, snacking uh, can lead to insulin resistance. If you're eating every couple of hours, you're not allowing your fat stores to be used. So you prevent metabolic flexibility, basically. So you're reliant on carbohydrates or you're reliant on food throughout the day rather than tapping into your own energy stores, which is actually a better way of, living because it it means you have stable energy stable mood throughout the day so three three meals no snacks ideally and every meal is nicely balanced with um, vegetables a bit of some carbohydrates if you can tolerate them and healthy proteins and fats what if you are following an intermittent <clears throat> fasting protocol uh, when does the prebiotic enter um, the gut system Okay, when would you start it as your first meal? As your first meal. So when you're doing intermittent fasting, there are different there are different forms and different durations. It's basically your fasting or your eating. So you have time frames where you eat, time frames where you fast. What's been found? I know there's a lot of people who are doing the sixteen eight fast, where they uh, fast for sixteen hours and eat for eight. Now that that can work for some, but it definitely I haven't found it to be ideal for women who are middle age. That's for me. It was so strange. And it just, it worked. My brain fog went, mm -hmm. but I was nutrient deficient for a really long time in my 16-8 fast. Okay. So when I started listening to you, I went, oh, okay, it's okay to do the fast, but I've got to like redentify the nutrition. And that yeah. definitely made a difference. So um, I was never hungry on it, but I was certainly nutrient deficient and yeah, you were getting um, yeah, I wasn't and I wasn't getting enough fats and that was showing so and funnily enough it was my cosmetic doctor who said to me um you're gonna have to stop something's got to give you there's just not mm -hmm. enough fat on you and mm -hmm. I can't keep filling you and I don't want to keep filling you mm -hmm. I want you to reintroduce some fats into your diet and that married up exactly with when I met you oh, okay you told me the same Perfect thing. timing it was perfect timing. So I was able to start following your protocol. Um, and I just wanted to make sure I was doing it correctly by having it as my first meal. But yeah. I did exactly that. I did uh, my fibers and my vegetables mm. and um, essential fatty acids. And, you know, I would use avocado or MCT oil. And definitely, uh, funnily enough, my injectables were lasting longer, are lasting longer. And definitely my skin quality and hair quality has improved since okay. addressing that. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's really important that first meal after you fast is really important because what happens during that fasting period is that you're recycling the junk that's accumulated within cells. And that's your cells the autophagy are phase, yeah, right? That's autophagy, exactly. And the exact timing of that is, is unclear. I mean, they, they're saying that between... 12 to 14 hours overnight, if you're eating healthy foods, unprocessed, largely unprocessed foods during the day, that's enough as a regular overnight fast, as intermittent fasting, 12 to 14 hours. And that will prevent in, in middle age when we will prevent um, a drop in metabolism and hormonal issues or metabolic issues, which can, with long-term 16-8 fast, 
that can happen. Yeah. But that first meal is so important because your cells are ready to take in nutrients. You know, they've just recycled. They're ready to take it in. So what you eat at that point is really important. Good high quality protein is also very important in that perimenopausal period because you know, we know muscle mass is very important for metabolic health and and to reduce other risk factors that lead to increase your risk of uh, age-related diseases. So proteins, protein needs do increase, so do nutrient needs all across the board uh, in that stage of life. So yeah, that first so that meal is prebiotic. Really what about probiotic? Right. So probiotics. The the definition of probiotics is that they are live bacteria that convey health benefits when they're taken orally now there's the research is a bit um un unclear well it's, it's still unclear which is why we don't have it's not a tga listed pro no probiotic is tga approved uh, not not yet there is a lot of research showing that so what happens with these probiotics when you ingest them the majority are, are, are killed basically by our gastric enzymes and juices. And so they don't reach, the majority don't reach the bowel where they're needed. But when they, those that do can help to uh, increase the growth of healthy species. And that's what then, and then they produce metabolites and those metabolites go on to produce the health benefits. It's all about these metabolites, but in the presence of dietary fiber, you still need dietary fiber. Now, the issue with probiotics is that uh, firstly, the the link between probiotics and improvements in skin health, for example, I'll, I'll stay on skin health. They've been shown to certain species and certain strains. This is the biggest issue is that it's certain species, certain strains that are being tested, whereas that's not what you're getting when you go and buy them off the shelf. And so it's allowed to even produce and market this. This makes just, me crazy. Mm, How do just, we know? it's very it's un, it's an unregulated industry so you don't know what you're actually getting whether whether what's on the label is in is in the bottle that's a big issue uh, how much is in there whether if you take it is it going to actually get to where it's needed is it the right one for your particular condition these probiotics really do need to be personalized I think specialists are best to advise on that so dermatologists who, who have a good understanding I don't recommend probiotics for that reason um, the other issue is is that a lot of people um, recommend probiotics after or during antibiotic treatment and yes. I was reading some research from a a, a scientist his name is Aaron Alanov in is it Tel Aviv University and his lab found that if you give probiotics after antibiotics so antibiotics can wipe out your whole gut bacteria good and bad and then if you give probiotics and we only have about 40 species that are you know, produced in the lab of probiotics, whereas our gut to be healthy needs diversity. And that is in the range of 160 to 200 species. And if you put in these probiotics that are 40, they will compete with your natural ones. So then your natural, it may take a lot longer for your natural species to recover. You should recover. almost let your body do its thing. Yeah, and, and provide uh, prebiotics and postbiotics. But that's, that's the next thing that I'd talk about. So yeah, it's, it, the other thing is if you've had an appendicectomy, so that's the safe house. It's a, a for stem cells, microbial stem cells. So if you've removed the appendix, then recovery may, of some species may not be possible. So there's a lot of factors that we don't consider when that advice is given, but there's a lot more to it than than what is what, what's just 
presented out there. So, and so then we have postbiotics. So postbiotics, they are, they're relatively, they're the newer, newer biotics out there. They are the metabolites. They're the actual microbial metabolites and they are short chain fatty acids. They're um, vitamins, B group, the whole spectrum of B group vitamins and vitamins. And they're considered biotic. Yeah, because it's what they're, they're postbiotics. So they are produced by our gut bacteria normally. So these are the end products of digestion of fibers and fats and, and proteins by our gut bacteria. They produce metabolites. And so the beneficial ones are called short chain fatty acids. They, they regulate our immune system and our metabolism and almost you know, every process in the body. But we also have the whole spectrum. They produce the whole spectrum of B group vitamins and vitamin K and neurotransmitters. So gut health, you know, so this is what they're talking about when they talk about postbiotics. And the reason why fermented foods have beneficial effects in those who aren't histamine intolerant is because the bacteria in the fermented foods, not so much the bacteria, it's not so much that you're getting probiotics, it's about the fact that the bacteria has digested the the food that's in these fermented foods and produced postbiotics. And it's these postbiotics, these metabolites of from the gut microbiome, from the digestion of these foods that go on to have the benefits. And it's really mainly about reducing um, inflammation in the body in those who don't. Yeah. yeah. So that's how it works. So you that can have is yeah. like a PhD, uh, you know, concise edit mm-hmm. of, of something that is bandied around so much. And again, you know, how are we to know? How are how consumers to know? Can, can I circle back to something that mm-hmm. you said, yep. which I think is really interesting? Um, and, and you talked about uh, it should be personalized and it should yep. be uh, prescribed and personalized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I want to segue into uh, your company, which is a nutritional company called BioAlly, mm-hmm. which I love the name, by the way. It's a great name. Knows we we need an ally in our, in our <laughs> health, so that's it's great. But um, this is kind of a, a, a protocol that you've developed for personalization, both on the nutritional diet side of things, and and then also uh, a food supplement that you can mm-hmm. have, which is a nutritional supplement. Is that correct? So it's a complementary medicine. So the the so I do I've designed, developed, personalized nutrition plans for my patients for many years. And so what I've done is I've streamlined it online so anyone can have access uh, to those To And what it's, the personalized nutrition is based around um, symptomatology. So inflammatory symptoms, whether they would point to basic inflammation, allergies, intolerances or autoimmune symptoms, and then metabolic and hormonal symptomatology. So that's what the personalized nutrition plans are. And it's so affordable. I just, I do want to say this because, you know, sometimes accessing a specialist is so hard, particularly in these fields. It's really, really difficult. And uh, the BioAlly personalized nutrition plan is, uh, and, you know, this is not a sponsored episode. I'm I'm literally just sharing uh, mm-hmm. some great insight for because I get asked all the time, you know, I don't want to spend thousands of dollars. I can't afford it. But this is a really great way to get something that you can start working with straight away, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the way I've set it up, because I'm very conservative, I'm, I don't believe in, I mean, I, you can have a quick fix, but usually it backfires. Your body will always fight back, you know, if you do anything too fast. So I've set them up so that they're very safe and they work with your body. 
so that and someone... it's weird because at a time where you know ozempic and uh, all these other drugs are so popular and people are wanting a quick fix and you know i want a quick fix too for lots of things but uh, with nutrition and gut health it isn't a quick fix is it let's let's be honest no it's a lifestyle that's... change it's a complete absolutely change absolutely and the hardest part is actually changing your attitude because we have these preconditioned beliefs around food and we have structural changes in the brain that actually prevent us or make it very hard for us to uh, adopt healthy habits you have to overcome a lot of resistance from the brain to get there and that's supporting the brain through the signals that it's receiving from the gut and from the rest of the body is one of the reasons one of the things I really wanted to focus on I always have been with my patients because I think it ultimately how well your brain functions is what determines whether you succeed and if you're wanting a quick fix this definitely isn't it because all I know quick fixes mean a quick regain and and usually some or sometimes even leading to other pro they can lead to other problems so this is about um changing the internal environment to produce uh signals that are supportive of health that are supporting your health that are uh reducing your the slowing down the aging process you know this is the way i i'd use it as i look at the the research into the hallmarks of aging, which are these degenerative mechanisms that Absolutely. are driving aging and illness. And they start at a very young age. It's not like it, it's only in the elderly. This is something we need to think about early on because one of, one of the hallmarks of aging is dysbiosis, which is an altered gut microbial composition. Another one is inflammation. And then you've got epigenetic alterations, a mitochondrial dysfunction, which is um, uh, the underlying process that drives the symptom of fatigue. You know, mitochondria are organelles that provide your cells with energy to perform their function when they're dysfunctional because of overeating, undereating, overexercising, chronic stress exposure to toxins not enough sleep with regards to thyroid health and mm -hmm. uh, hormonal changes how does that play into the gut microbiology yeah so it's all interconnected and it's all interconnected through the gut microbiome through estrogen and thyroid hormones they will change according to the gut microbiome as well it influences them but thyroid... so which is first chicken or the egg is it the oh, who knows who knows right <laughs> who knows? That's what I was yeah I yeah. think that's I think that's that's the million dollar question but I yeah. think just the discovery of the fact that the gut microbiome influences so much of our physiology including our hormones and our metabolism and our thyroid hormones and estrogen as well just gives us a a framework is probably the most significant discovery in the last couple of decades because it provides it's so easily modifiable but it's not something that you can you can't this you can't just go on a a one month detox or gut healing program and think that you're done it's ongoing you will revert back to a different microbial composition as soon as you revert back to your usual diet so this and is people don't want to hear that so let's i know <laughs> let's get really real mm -hmm. we're talking about health we're not talking mm -hmm. about uh, an aesthetic flip up where you know one day you want your cheeks to be higher you want mm -hmm. your lips to be fuller this is about resetting health this is like true truly at the ageless conversation mm -hmm. cellular wellness lifespan health span and so if you are at the stage where you value those things and the knock-on benefits are beautiful skin, tighter tush, flatter tummy, but they're the knock-on Better benefits. brain. 
better brain, <laughs> better brain, better That's, libido, better yeah. energy, all of energy, that. Energy, yeah. But the first thing that you're healing and the first thing that you're advocating that we get really in love with is changing mm -hmm. uh, the outcome of our lifespan and health yeah. span. Yeah, changes the trajectory of your health. Aging. Yeah. yeah complete i mean not completely but because we're going to age yes. but it may you know if you if you get your diet i think you have to get your diet right if you get that right then you could prevent chronic diseases because we know that chronic diseases are linked to diet lifestyle the western diet western lifestyle so if you can get those right then you could prevent chronic diseases even if they're um, even if other family members have it, because our epigenome is regulated by diet and lifestyle, by the the environment within the cell that our choices create. So that's really important. And the other thing, so I think I think diet and lifestyle are top of the list, and stress management and getting enough sleep and quality sleep, and then supplements is something that you had touched on is. Um, so the, what I produce is a, is a TGA listed complementary medicine. It's not food grade. They're very, they're very different in the in that um, the dosing, the doses of what's in the products needs to match the claims that are made. But supplements are short term. I don't I don't think I think very few people need to take supplements long term, and they're the people who have a potential pro, well uh, diagnosed processing disorders nutrient processing disorders. But other than that, it's really about supporting the foundations and uh, providing some targeted supplements for specific purposes like antioxidants and anti-inflammatory uh, compounds like polyphenols. For a That's period what I was of time, going to ask you, what do you think are, the, you know, the best bang for buck um, sources of um, supplementation if if we're looking at it from an anti-aging protocol? Yeah. yeah. So I'd say... It depends. It's different for everyone. So let's just say your, your nutrient increases, your nutrient needs increase with age. And if you're exercising chronic stress or any chronic condition. So let's just say you have increased nutrient needs, then I would say supporting basic cell function. So a multivitamin to support mitochondrial function, to support detoxification, because we are overwhelmed with toxins. We have natural, we have endogenous antioxidants. We have a natural detoxification system in all of our cells, but it's overwhelmed. That's why we're, it's the, the prevalence of fatty liver disease is so high. I think it's up around 40% for the general population. So it's huge. Most people and, and, don't even understand it. Yeah, well, it's we're just overwhelmed with toxins and that's from food, it's from the environment. So uh, definitely a, a, a multivitamin, omega-3 fatty acids are essential. I mean, these are especially and especially for vegan or vegetarian diets, if you're not getting enough, because they're essential for brain function and um, they're potently anti-inflammatory. They help improve the gut microbiome. So they're omega-3 fatty acids. If you're not getting up, that's something that I and is that suggest. is that fish oil or MCT? Fish oil, yeah. But you'd want to, it's, it's hard with fish oil because the, the quality varies. Yeah. So you want to find one that's third party tested to make sure that what's on the label is actually in the supplement. The other thing you suggest that we get some of these supplements through a naturopath or a doctor so they are personalized. Uh well the foundational ones it really just depends on your whether you have increased so needs. So 
The foundational ones, I think, don't necessarily need to be personalized either. Does omega-3 fatty acids, they're quite okay. safe if you're using it at safe doses. Yeah, but vitamin D does because vitamin D can be toxic if, if it's too high. So you need to check your vitamin D levels. Your doctor won't check omega-3 fatty acid levels. So um, it's really based on symptoms and whether you do how you're feeling and what your diet's like, whether you're getting enough in your diet. But vitamin D, most definitely, it's a, it's a vitamin that controls or regulates 5% of our genes. And um, they up to about 80% of office workers in Australia are deficient in vitamin D. That's that's the um, uh, expected, suspected statistics. But 80% of people with obesity are deficient in vitamin D because it's stored in fat, so it's not out there for use. So there's all these factors that you need to consider um, so some of it needs to be personalized, absolutely. But the, but if you need some support in with foundational nutrients or you're feeling run down, then a multivitamin is safe to take. That's safe to take the high quality I love one. you saying that because I think that, you know, sometimes listening to these things or reading, even for uh, you, and we've had this conversation before, there's an avalanche of information and mm -hmm. constant uh, innovation in this space, which is wonderful because hopefully, you know, for the next generation, they won't have to go through this guesswork. Mm -hmm. But when you, when someone is, you know, of your level and of your level of expertise in this area says, you know, you can start with basic mm -hmm. nutrition mm -hmm. by improving mm -hmm. your nutrition, a good smoothie first thing in the morning after you fasted that's loaded with the right kind of mixture of vegetables, some healthy yeah. fats, that's going to set you up for your gut lining. That is a powerful prebiotic. And then you're talking about a simple thing, a simple change, like a simple a multivitamin or a simple uh, omega-3 supplement. I mean, those are really soothing things to hear. And I have yeah. to say, you know, I do get a lot of um, feedback from my listeners that say, I know, but it's so overwhelming. So I really mm -hmm. appreciate you taking it back to basics. Mm -hmm. so that from getting the basics right, then we can add the additional yes. layers. Yeah. And with ha habit change, it, it's one thing at a time because your brain will resist change. That's what it does. It likes to keep you comfortable. And if you're stepping out of your comfort zone, it will make you feel very uncomfortable. So it has to be you almost have to do it so the brain doesn't realize you're doing it. <laughs> and if you can support brain function. Health coaches. I mean, I, I, you know, we have business coaches and life coaches and therapists and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you are finding that habit change difficult, I, I, I do often recommend to people, I say, you know, well, consider finding a health coach and, and being part of a program that takes you through. And I think that, you know, the BioAlly program is good because it kind of, it, you get the drops of the videos, you're part of a, a group, you get that kind of the momentum of being guided through because you know what? It is hard to stick to things. It's hard to make behavioral changes. Yeah. Very hard, very hard. What I One thing I did want to say, I used to be one of the doctors who would say that um, supplements are expensive urine. Yes. And for me, you, you hear that term a lot. And uh, for many years, all I, all I focused on was diet. And I, I can tell you that my patients struggled with that alone when they were in the midst of all of these symptoms. I yeah. did find that when we introduced supplements, it changed things because there was such a rapid improvement to cell function. So you're supporting basic cell function and energy production. Then your brain starts to function differently. You immediately feel, well, not immediately, within weeks you feel better. And then 
you know, you use them for the period of time while you're tweaking your diet. So I think one of the things, another thing with supplements you just, just have to be careful with is not to overdose. So there are, you can use yeah. a lot of supplements have mega doses. That that's yeah, exactly. That's, that changes the way your cell functions and you don't want that because again, that's going to cause problems that will set you back. So it's getting the right high quality supplements at the right doses for a short period of time while you're tweaking your diet and creating new habits and it's not just not just diet but also lifestyle looking at where you can make those changes making sure you get the right sleep enough sleep yeah. uh, reducing your stress or managing stress better just incorporating some stress management techniques these are the causes of inflammation your stress insomnia disrupted sleep a processed diet, a Western lifestyle. These are the causes of inflammation and inflammation drives all chronic conditions, all aesthetic conditions and aging. So, you know, this is such a simple and modifiable, these are just simple modifiable factors that anyone can implement without spending any money really. I want to say thank you so much for sharing th that baseline um beginning part but I have to invite you back I feel like we have literally just touched the tip of the iceberg of this conversation Thank you. and there is so much to share but really for anyone who's listening I would really urge you to take this as a as a first step a really easy first step and listen mm -hmm. to this episode again and choose your own adventure where you might want to start with this um longevity protocol with this beauty protocol that Dr. Agnes is, is talking about. And there are so many nuggets of gold in this uh, episode and with your sharing. I'm The other thing I'm going to do is I will link to the BioAllies in the newsletter um, so that people who are interested to do um, the uh, report for their personalized um, nutritional plan, they can investigate that. And there is so much great free content on your website as well. It's so full of great content. Thank you. That's great. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me. And yes, I look forward to the next one. I'd love to come back on the show. And there is a lot more we have to scratch the surface, really. Just scratch the surface. Yeah, just scratch the surface. There's so much more. But thank you so much. I've loved it. I really appreciate your time. And um, I can't wait. I, I actually will also um, say that I'm going to share with you on social some of the things that I've discovered while following your protocol and your personalized nutritional plan, because I definitely have seen changes um, and it was really easy to implement. It was weird at first because I had to make some behavioral changes. Mm -hmm. But once I kind of set myself up for success, you know, I, I shopped a little differently. I planned a little differently. Um, I prepped my food a little differently. But once I got into it, and it took about two weeks to get into the flow, Yeah, the benefits like completely uh, reinforced my desire to keep with it. Mm -hmm. So uh, I love it. And I'm really grateful. It, it's been a difference that's made the differences. And as I'm kind of trundling towards my 50th birthday, I was looking for something that was going to, you know, that was going to dial it up. So I'm oh. very appreciative of your knowledge. Well, thank you. Thanks. Thanks for trusting my program too. I'm I'm so glad you're getting a great result. Yeah, it can, but I've seen, well, you're generally healthy, but you know, I've seen people who are really in quite um, bad states and it can be life-changing if if it's done right. Yeah, so that's fantastic to hear that it's helping you too. Yeah, very much so. I look forward Thank to seeing you. you next time. Me too. I look forward to seeing you too. Thanks.
Ageless by Rescue is brought to you by Rescue Me Academy, Reignite Your Relationship course. Love your relationship but miss the early days? You're not alone. This course will teach you how to identify your issues, stop the fighting, find what you need to be happy, re-spark intimacy and keep the lines of communication open. Join us at rescuemeacademy.com.au to learn more about the program and to download your first free lesson. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did, please share and rate this episode. I'd love that.